Okay. Uh, it's, it is great to be doing Mr. Sharm again. I feel like we haven't done it in a very long time. Definitely hasn't been consistent, and it's not going to be consistent again next week because I'm traveling. Um, but we do have a quick thing. If we have a, a place in the Safer to do a quick, you know, half an hour, so the, the Tahara is a quick couple of, couple of pages, two chapters here that are shorter than usual. Um, so it does provide us with a little bit of a unit, and then after I get back, we'll uh, get on to Hasidus, which is which is pretty, pretty long. Um, Perak Zion, we're on page Kuf Hay, uh 105. And again, just to, to recap, to kind of orient ourselves back into uh, what we were talking about, right, again, we said that the Sefer's divided into sections, into sections of three. Uh, the first thing was the stages of becoming a Tzaddik. We had Zahirus, which was being careful and avoiding Averos. We had Zerizus, which was being proactive and doing mitzvahs, and we had Nikios, which was not rationalizing and, and cl- cleaning our minds, kind of. Um, and that was to become a tzaddik. Then we started last time, I don't know, what, I don't want to say last week, but last time when we talked about what, we talked about Prejus, um, that was on the second kind of rung, not second rung, but second path to become a chosid, which is the second level. Right? We talked about that's lefnim mishur sadin, that's beyond the letter of the law. And we also have three parallel rungs on the ladder uh, to becoming a chassid, just like we had Zerus and Zerizus and the Kiyos to become a tzaddik. So we also have three parallel rungs uh, on the ladder to becoming a chassid. Now we did Prishus, which if you remember was Kadesh Atzmecha B'Mutter Lecha, right? Make yourself holy in the things that are mutter to you, which means like, you know, in terms of your eating, so you shouldn't eat like a glutton, you should eat things that are healthy, etc., etc. And you should hold yourself back in things that are mutter. That corresponded to Zihirus, right? Which was the Sur Meirah, which was the, you know, stay away from Averos. So if, if becoming a child, they could stay away from Averos. So on the level of the Chassid, it's stay away from too much mutter things that could cause you issues down the road okay that was precious that's in a nutshell so we're not going to do the one that corresponds to zerizus next right the next uh, now next is chasidus which is corresponds to zerizus if this is a lot of hebrew phrases i apologize i'm just i don't really know how else to say them the translations in, in here are terrible so i mean the next one we're going to do is chasidus which corresponds to zerizus basically both of them deal with the doing mitzvos with the getting up and the going and, and being uh, proactive, but what we're doing right now, tahara, that parallels nikius. Now, tahara literally they translate here in the book is purity. It's not really purity. It, it's purity in the sense, as you'll see in a second, it's purity in your in your mind of of clarity and a hundred percent purity in your thoughts and, and things like that. Well, okay, we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. But nikius is parallel. Uh, to uh, uh, Tara is parallel to Nikios in the sense that we're not rationalizing at all. We're trying to do everything at a hundred percent. And so Tara says the Ramchal as just in the first line. Tara he tikun Tara means for our sense and purposes. Obviously, it means you know being tahor means different things in different realms. Here in the Ramchal and the Sefer in the in the Sisharim, it means tikun haleva machshavos. It means fixing or improving or Tikkun, you know, fixing your mind and your heart, meaning that we dive and that we should serve a Baruch Hu not only bechol and nefesh but bechol halev, right? I mean, with the proper kavana, right? The lev, the heart, is the is the world of 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 kavana, right? As he quotes over here, right? Lev tahor barale elokim that a Baruch Hu created a pure heart, and the goal is to serve a Baruch Hu, right, with the proper kavana and a pure heart, meaning 
that even after a person, again, just to, where we're holding in the safer, right? Pretty much halfway if you look at the, well, a little bit past halfway if you look at the amount of pages. So even when, if a person has progressed up until this point, right, which means they've worked on their actions, right, and they've been able to prune their actions and do only what's necessary to be an Ovid Hashem, right? So like we talked about by Precious, right? Avoiding the fifth candy bar, the extra drink at the wedding, etc., etc. So you can also purify uh, yourself in terms of your kavanos, in terms of your intentions. Uh, let's say a person has stopped eating donuts and now you're only eating fiber one for breakfast. I don't know, whatever. So so the next step that we're talking about over here, right, is not to eat fiber one for the hana, even though there's really no hana without fiber one, but or for the hana of let's say being slim and trim, but instead to eat it for the purpose of Avodas Hashem, so that you could be healthy, etc. etc. Now, again, to recap, this is gonna be a very high level, right? Most of us struggle our entire lives with the first couple of chapters. We're, we're talking about high-level stuff, but that's okay. I mean, it's still definitely worthy to study anyway and to know where the bar is uh, that we have to get to, right? Not that it should be depressing, but that we should know what we have to strive for. Okay, uh, so this is what Shlomo Melech said, just quoting a couple of psukim over here. This is what Shlomo Melech said in Mishlei, Bechol derechecha da'ehu, in all your ways you should know him. Right, that Akkad, as he says at the end of, like, if you're following along, I don't know if you have the text, in the third paragraph over here, know Akkad Baruch in all of your ways. Meaning, not only in your davening and your mitzvahs, but also in your eating, your sleeping, your exercising. Know Akkad Baruch in those ways as well. Right? Eat in order to maximize your Vodas Hashem. Sleep in order to maximize your Vodas Hashem. Actually, you, you get the point. Right? That's the thought process and the Taurus Halev right, that, we're, that we're talking about. Omnam, uh, however, as the Ramchal writes, a, a person needs to realize that this is also relevant in the world of mitzvahs, not only in the realm of eating, sleeping, exercising, etc., right, optional quote-unquote things, but also in the realm of mitzvahs. Uh, meaning, everybody, meaning everybody realizes that a person eats for different reasons. Right? You can eat because you're a glutton, or because you want to give yourself strength to work out, or you eat in a social setting, even though that you're not even really hungry, or 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 what you really should be doing is eating to maximize your energy for Vodas Hashem. So same with sleeping, etc. But people don't really necessarily realize that you can also purify your thoughts in the world of mitzvos, meaning... What, what, it, it, the Rebbe is pointing out something that's very, very important. Because what, and our, why would we listen to Shofar? Why would we shake a lulav? Right? Obviously, when you do a mitzvah, right, it's for Hashem. Like, what? You're just shaking a lulav because you feel like it? Like, nobody does that. But the Yitzhahara still gets into those areas of our lives, right? Yitzhahara gets into all areas of our lives, certainly to get us to do Averos, but even when we're doing mitzvahs, right, the Yitzhahara can attack us and get us to do a mitzvah not 100%, right? A person can have a Yitzhahara, for example, to learn Torah, right? This, the, 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 tell a story about the Chavetz Chaim, he used to chase the boys out of the base manager at 10, 11 o'clock at night because he needs their sleep, and if you stay up till 2 a.m., so you're not going to get up for the morning for chakras, and to learn the next day, right? You can have a Yitzhahara to, to do things that are, you know, not 100%. So the Yitzhahara can convince a person uh, they have to learn for a certain reputation, right? Okay, so this is what we call doing a mitzvah, Shalom uh, Lishma, and that's what the Ramchal writes over here, right? That uh, that we also need Tara and mitzvahs, uh, and this is the concept of Lolishma, but there are different levels uh, of Lolishma, and you find conflicting reports in Chazal in terms of, what Lolishma is. Meaning some Chazals talk about Lolishma as like the worst thing in the world. And some Chazals talk about Lolishma as something that's very, you know, admirable and will help you get to 
the lishma, which is the hundred percent, which we're which we're shooting for. So, what are the different levels? So, first of all, it goes to the Yushalmi. The Yushalmi writes, fasting Yushalmi and brachos, that if a person does a mitzvah shalol lishma, better that he should not have entered the world. So, what could that possibly be talking about? So, the Ramchal writes that that's a mitzvah to get uh, that that is done in order to fool people or in order to like get money or to get honor. For example, a person wants to be a social worker, but a rabbi gets a higher salary or has most more social standing or whatever, so he becomes a rabbi so he can work with people. Okay, it's an extreme example, but get, you get the point. Right, he's fooling people. He's not interested in helping people spiritually. He really just wants to counsel them. So he's living a lie, right? And, and unfortunately, as as unfortunately we know, that when rabbis are exposed for being fraud, so there's no greater chilashem than that. You know, again, a, a kosh baruch hu's chosem is emes, so that's not what a kosh baruch hu wants in this world. Um, and that's the quote over here from Yeshayo. Uh, yeah, at the end of the second paragraph here on page uh, Kuvav, well, I guess the third paragraph, right? Right, he quoted, Yeshayo said, he said, in the times of the Churban, the people who are all impure, their righteousness is a tattered garment. Right, that's the from Lishma. Right, people are from Shalom Lishma. See, that, that was the, the situation at the times of the Churban. Right, again, the Gemara says in Brachos that a person has to be Toko Kabaro. Right, they have to, their inside should be like their outside. The debate over there is whether that person should be able to get into the base marriage, but everybody agrees that being fake is, is, is not good, is not, is not Shaykh. So that's the worst level of, of Shalom Lishma. There's another level of Shalom Lishma, that's the middle level, which is obviously much better, uh, and that's Almanas the Kabul Pras, that doing a mitzvah right, in order to get the reward. Now, it's not a great, great level, but it's not nearly as bad as, as the other one, as trying to fake people out. Right? That's the Gemari quotes of Gemara Psalchim. It says so, a phrase that you probably heard before, right? If you do a mitzvah not for the right reasons, that will end up leading you to do the mitzvah for the right reasons. Right? That's a step in the right direction. Right? Giving prizes to, for doing chesed or for showing up to shul or learning mishnayis or whatever. It's a step in the right direction. Right? You need to give a little bit of a reward. Hopefully people will do it without the reward. Right? Unfortunately, some people don't grow out of this. Right? You, I'm sure you all know people who are still kids even though they're 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. Right? They stay kids all their lives. Okay, so hopefully those people, everybody, everybody hopefully matures at some point. But that's a level towards Lishma, but it's still the minor leagues. Now, the third level, and this is the level that most of us probably do mitzvahs with, I would argue, uh, because it's it's rare to find something where you're doing it totally low lishma, right? Again, even if you're you know you're going to learn because you're getting a lollipop, you're not a hundred percent doing it for the lollipop. You're probably ninety ten. I'm just thinking about my kids when I take my kids to shul to learn. So like, it's probably ninety ten uh, coming to shul, ninety percent for the lollipop and ten percent. You know, for oh, it's it's nice, it's from, it's whatever. So that's that's most of us. Meaning, not in that ratio, but most of us have a mix. And all the mitzvahs that we do, maybe all, almost all of them, right? There is a mix of lishma and shalom lishma. Right? Most of our davening is lishma, right? We daven for whatever reasons, but a lot, some of it is shalom lishma, right? Because we want some sort of reward, because we want something from Hashem, because we want people to think that we're from. Right? Most of us have a mix. So this Tara, now just nailing down, gr- drilling down to it, Tara is about, this Mida that we're talking about over here, is about analyzing yourself and thinking about your thought process even when you're doing a mitzvah. Right? Even when you think that you're doing a mitzvah, Hashem Shemayim, 
So you have to, again, in this high level, where, where the Ramchal asks us to consider, maybe there's some aspects of Lulishma mixed in. But because sometimes, as Ramchal writes over here, just to, again, trying to paraphrase quickly, a person wants to do a mitzvah lishma, uh, but it ends up being some sort of personal incentive, right? You go to, you go down from Mincha, and you end up davening a little bit longer so that people will respect you more, or people will think, oh, she's from. And sometimes that yeah, wasn't even your intention, but you'll step back after Shemona Esri, you'll look around, and everyone else will be done, you'll be like, nice, nice. I davened longer than everyone else. Or you'll hear about people think about how from you are, you'll hear, you'll hear about people speaking about how from you are, and, and you didn't ask them to say that, but you're like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah that's good. It's good to have that reputation. It's okay, so that's, that's, that's not a... That's obviously a, a mix of, of Lishma and Shalom Lishma. So a person that always has to analyze their own kavanas, their own intentions. Now the Rambam sa- now, now the Ramchal says that it's very important, and I, I am very happy that he says this, uh, because um, very often when you ta- learn these Musras for him, the focus is on the high level, and it doesn't mention all the lower levels. We're talking about the ideal, and we spend, you know, what are we doing? 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever, talking about the highest level possible or the ideal, and you don't give any credence and any relevancy to the lower levels. The Ramchal writes over here uh, on page uh, Kuvzayan, if you're following along, 107, right? Don't think it's all or nothing, right? He stops in the middle to be like, listen, don't focus on the 1%, right? If you're 99% Lishma, and you have a little bit of tiny personal interest, and in, and it's one percent shalolishma. Don't get depressed, right? It's isr kazeh batal right? If it, if it's batal, if it's just a minority of your intentions, it's not a huge deal. Again, it's important. Right? Again, we're talking about the ideal, so you're not completely tahor if you're being honest and you're shooting for the highest of high levels. Right? And, and this is something important in, in general, in life, not to focus on the negative. And certainly when things are 99% positive, right, don't focus on the negative. Right? Don't not marry a guy if he's 99% good for you and, I don't know, you like hate the way he ties his shoes. Right? Okay? Don't get depressed and think about that your davening is lousy because you look after you daven for longer than everyone else, you step back and you're kind of proud of yourself. It's good to be proud of yourself. But again, if we're talking about ideals, right, we shouldn't care about being proud of yourselves. We should really care about about Hashem. Okay, and again, he gives the the, the parallel over here uh, of a korban mincha. That a korban mincha, uh, I don't know if it's an underrated korban that probably doesn't get talked about so much. It's it's a flour korban that basically you sift the flour ridiculous amount of times. It has to be completely sifted and pure before it goes on the mizbech. If it has any rocks or or whatever. So then it's no good. So that's how a person needs to view their avodas as Hashem. You have to sift through, right? You have to sift through uh, uh, the bad stuff. Um, and, and by the way, uh, my Rebbe Ruf Miller, who I learned Mesut Hashem with, he said you find uh, a similar concept by Averos, right? There, are, there is a concept of an Avera, the Shema, for example, that a person, the Gemara does say that if a person does an Avera in a certain context and it's Lishma, so that's a proper method of Vodos Hashem. And then probably the most famous example is that Yaakov stole the Brachos, right? Yaakov stole the Brachos from Esav, it was Gnevas Das, whatever you want to call it. That has to be 100% Lashem Shemayim for it to be not an Avera. And the Tziv points out that, that already that that uh, the pasuk says by Esav that right, Esav when he found out he lost the brachos he cried out and he had the same language by Mordechai and so Rav Miller points out that the Tziv says that Bnei Yisrael were punished by 
because Yaakov, when he stole the brachos, he did it at 99.99%, but he had a little bit of personal, maybe he smiled a little bit, maybe he was, you know, a little bit maybe personally happy about it, so that 1.1% made it a little bit inappropriate, so he got a punishment later on. So it's the same idea, that we're working towards 100% lishma uh, in our mitzvos uh, as well. Uh, just uh, a little further in the text, yeah, and the, Ram, and the Ramchal again reiterates, Right, in, this, in this paragraph, if you're on the text, a nini omer, I'm not saying that it's all or nothing. Right? Don't think that anything less than 100% is not worth anything. Chas v'shalom. Right? Even though we give the example of the korban, which happens to be all or nothing. Right? Still, a Baruch who weighs everything for its pluses and minuses. Right now, we're just talking about the ideal perfection, talking about the standard as the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are actually terrible nowadays, but the coach says, standard is the standard. That's, the, that's his famous phrase, whatever. The standard is the standard. Right? That's what we're talking about right now. Just to read you the text, in any Omer, the Ramchal says, I'm not trying to say, Shemashu Zulas Ze that anything less than 100% is worthless. No, not at all. Because the Kosh Baruch gives reward based on right, what a person does. Right? He knows all of the details and he's able to cheshben out exactly how much right, a person gets. So don't think that less than 100% right, is, is nothing. But. But, just like a person who's trying to accept, you know, let's say, pure gold and pure silver as payment, right, so, so two mitzvahs, right? You, anybody who's accepting silver as payment wouldn't accept half silver, half tin, as he says over here, right? So, uh, someone who's interested in true avodah Hashem won't settle for a voter that's kind of partially impure, right? Again, you're going to try keep striving and trying to get to the ultimate uh, ideal, right? Like as, the, as the phrase goes, right, like, all for the boss. Yeah, so, uh, okay. Uh, right, okay. Um, sorry, uh, Gemara in Nedarim. Okay, um, right. Okay, the quotes of Gemara in Nedarim. Just flipping the page to page Kuf Ches. Asay Dvarim Lashem Paulam Vadiber Lebehem Lishmam. Right, they have to. You should do mitzvos right for the for the Lishma. Right, the, but that's what we're talking about over here. That should be all for the boss, all for Kosh Parku. Okay, Vine Be'emes at the end, bottom of page Kuf Ches. Right again. This is uh, the scale. Fascinating. I don't know if we ever really talked about it in seminary, but probably because we're trying not to judge people. But if if you had to judge people, and you know, compare the greatest Jews. Right? I mean, you know, you have the best basketball players. You could debate all the time. Best football players. Best politicians. Best you know musicians. You can debate. What's the what's the scale on what you judge? So Ramchal says, I'll give it to you. He says, This is the scale. How much, and obviously we can't know because we're not Hashem, right? So that's why we don't judge people for well, the many reasons why we don't judge people. This is certainly one of them. But this is the scale. How do you know who's serving Gosh Baruch on the higher level, on the highest level? Who's the best quote unquote Jew? Whoever's doing it, L'Shem Shemayim. Right, whoever the most l'shem shemayim, whoever is doing the mitzvos, the l'shem shemayim. Right, whoever is able to be matari themselves on a greater level, that person is more beloved and dear to Kosh Baruch Right, again, after all, Rachman Aliva boy, the Kosh Baruch wants our hearts. It's uh, a Gemara Sanhedrin uh, that he quotes over here on uh, on page Kuftes. Uh, that the Gosh Baruch Hu looks looks for our hearts, right? It's not a question of who can dove in a longer Shmona Esrei or wait longer between meat and milk, learn the most hours. It's who is doing 
these things entirely to the Shem Shemayim. That is the standard set forth by right, our Avos and Himos. And this is the Koach that Kosh Baruch Hu has. Right? He's able to x-ray into our mind and our motivations. That way we say this all the time in the davening, certainly Yom Neroim. Right? Hashem is Bochein Levavos. Right? Hashem tests our hearts. And V'chol Yitzhar Machshavos Mevin. He understands all of our Machshavos. Right, so that's uh, so that's what a kosh baruch Hu is doing. Right, it's not only enough for us to do these mindless actions of mitzvos, even though that's obviously significant. Right, definitely better to do a mitzvah mindlessly than to not do a mitzvah. That's for sure. But again, on this second level, right, we're trying to kind of purify our hearts and focus towards a kosh baruch Hu. He says here, fascinating mashal. He says the heart is king of all the limbs. Right, fascinating. So if the heart isn't serving a kosh baruch Hu, Right, so what's what's what the limbs are doing? Who cares what the limbs are doing? Right, if a person can't be divorced from what they're doing, right, can't say I'm a good Jew with my arms, right, but my okay, my heart's not in the right place. Uh, so that's an obvious failing. Now, again, like we said, it's definitely good to do the mitzvos, but and, and we'll see in a second right, that he says that action leads to thought. Right, we talked about this before that uh, you know it's good to do actions to lead a person down the road uh, to train their their minds and their hearts. Um, but it's important to make sure and think about how much a person's heart uh, and mind is into it. That's true of relationships, uh, and that's true of uh, interpersonal relationships. Meaning if the heart is there, right, if there's interest, so then the relationship is there. But if the heart is not into it, so there's not much you can do. There's All the therapy in the world is not going to save a relationship if, if a person's heart's not into it, if a person's not interested. So that's just, that's what we're talking about over here. Okay, that's basically right. That's what he says. He quotes up at the end, right? Pasuk and Mishlei, bni li li. Right? Hashem, Hashem is looking for our for our hearts. Right? Give your heart, uh, give your heart to me. Okay. Perikud zayim b'darke b'darke How do you acquire this mida of tara of improving our lishma, uh, improving our minds? Uh, when we're doing mitzvahs, so says the Ramchal. Ironically enough, that if you've gotten to this point. Right, if you've done, you know, Zerizas and Zahiras and Nikias and all this stuff, if you've worked on your actions and you've worked on kind of improving, so ironically enough, this level is not so hard. Right? This is he said before that other level, the levels are hard, but this this level is not so bad. Right? If you've already gotten to this point, so this is probably not as tough. Again, a person who wants to be lefnim mishur zadin, who wants to go beyond the letter of the law, right? Like you said, we said make yourself holy, which in the things that are mutter to you, the things that are allowed to you, right? That's what we talked about in precious. So it means again that the, there's a basic desire to get close to Gosh Baruch right? And a person is already avoiding the mitzvah, uh, the averos. He's doing the mitzvahs, right? He's trying to improve himself and get closer to Gosh Baruch So now says Ramchal, it's simply a matter of refining. Uh, a person's thoughts and their intentions and their desires. So a person should be, he says over here, right? A person should think, right? Should think and, and delve into these two areas, right? Again, we said there are two areas, just to recap, there are two areas of Tahara. One of them is in the world of mutter things, right? Then we cut down uh, on our eating and sleeping and, and to and whatever you need to do to be healthy and alert to be a never Hashem. Uh, so again, how do you improve that? So right, when you realize how trivial physical pleasures are, right? We did this before in the Messias Sharma. Right? It's not nothing new, as he said. This is if you've done this already, this shouldn't be a, a difficult next step. If you've thought about how silly the pleasure of food is, 
and, and physical pleasures as well. So you'll find them repulsive, right? Just like we said, we gave the example of a marathon or I can't eat a Snickers, right? I know a bunch of my friends are running the New York City Marathon this Sunday. So God bless them. It's a great race. Have a great time. It's amazing. It's super fun. But the, the, you couldn't pay them enough money to eat three candy bars or six donuts this week, right? It's repulsive to them. They, they don't want to eat that. They can't eat that. So that's the same idea that if a person is able to think about these physical things that are not really worth anything in the grand, grand scheme of things, so that leads a person to Tara, right? If you drink Coke because you need the caffeine, so fine. Uh, but if you're drinking it because it tastes great, so, you know, they used to like shine metal with that stuff, right? I can't imagine what that does to our stomachs. Now, I love Coke and I'm trying to weed myself off. But again, that's the idea that we're talking about, like the precious to try and avoid uh, right, things that are technically mutter. So just like we talked about cutting down on like luxuries uh, by thinking and viewing the physical world and realizing how flimsy and how lack of what lack of value it has so so to tara right uh, the more a person is aware of the fantasies that revolve around the material world and realizes that it's not the end game right in the search for meaning and the greater experience in life so it's much easier to have thoughts only of a kosh while doing physical things right if we realize that the physical things we're doing are just to keep us going for what is hashem so all you're thinking about is a kosh when you're eating lunch dinner etc Right, so that okay, so that that's uh, I mean that's that's a so that's for the thoughts when we're doing physical things like sleeping, eating, exercising, etc. But the other type of tara for mitzvos, that's a different avoda. But here, the challenge is not to think about right what uh, you know how lousy the world is because that's really not so relevant, right? They were shaking a lulav, right? You don't need to think about how stupid it is to eat uh, you know a ton of candy when you're shaking a lulav. That's not relevant. But here the challenge is to not to think about ourselves, not to think about our own schar or kavod, right? Not to think about our own reward or our own honor, etc. But to think about a kosh baruch right? That requires the understanding, right? That kavod and honor is just a yitzhahara, right? It says Ramchal over here, right? Realize where kavod and honor can lead a person. Uh, Rav Miller gave a, a couple of great, great examples. For example, the Navi tells a story about Yeho- a guy named uh, Yehoash. That uh, he was hidden basically from when he was born until when he was seven years old in the Kodesh Kadashim, because his grandmother Atalia, who was, I think, the first Jewish queen, so she tried to, not a great queen, by the way, she tried to kill her entire family so that she should be queen. So basically, the daughter of the Kohen Gadol hid this guy, Yeho, this kid Yehoash, and the Kohen Gadol saved him. He was made king at age seven when there was a revolution, and the Kohen Gadol made him king, and he basically owed his entire life <coughs> to the Kohen Gadol. And he did all these righteous things when he was young. The Kohen Gadol died. His friends convinced him that he was a god because he, he survived the Kodesh Kadashim. So he basically made himself into an Avodah because of his own Kavod. So you can see that a Kavod destroys a person, right? Again, we, we mentioned that Yeruvam also, that Yeruvam could have been one of the greatest tzaddikim. Akash Baruch said, just do tshuva, get rid of the Avodah and you, me, and David and Melech will walk in Gan Eden. And he asked him, who's in front? And he said, David's in front. And he said, and Yeruvam said, okay, in that, that, that case, I'm out. Because his kavod got the best of him, so that's again when a person you have to, person has to realize that you know when a per, then if when you are overwhelmed with kavod and that's what's driving you, it's not God and me, it's just me, and there's no God God in the picture whatsoever. Okay, so <clears throat> so he says over here. The, uh, just, um, da, 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 da. Sorry, 
Just trying to find, right. Okay, at the top of the page he says, uh, A person should tr- make themselves accustomed to running away from kavod. Right? It, it is true that a person who runs away from kavod, kavod runs after him, and a person who runs towards kavod, kavod runs away from him. But if a person is able to remove himself or herself from the picture, then you can really get to levels of L'shem Shamayim, to levels of all for the boss. And this is true. This is really what keeps us going, what keeps us from going and getting stronger. Right? Why doesn't a person, or at least a kid, right, when you were a little kid, uh, why don't you dive in Shemona straight with Kavana? Or with energy, or because kids will make fun of you. People, people make fun of you. What are they going to say? Oh, look at this Frumi, or listen, look at this kid, or look at this person. Right? Why don't people do a vero, a do mitzvos with greatest slavos? Like, like we laugh at you know, let's say we see a picture or a video of Hasidim, uh, you know, going crazy with uh, with davening or shaking a lulav or with all these mitzvos. So why don't we do that? So a lot of it is kavod because we don't want people to think X, Y, and Z. What will people think if I act like this? Okay, so that's what we have to get rid of, right? That, that's what we're talking about. Once a person can get rid of that, then you can start doing things completely the same shemayim. Umin ha'maisim ha'madrichim, and again on the second page, second paragraph on page Kufiyot Aleph, says Ramchal that this is, as we've mentioned, a lot of this is uh, cognitive behavior, behavioral therapy. CBT, right? That a person first has to behave in a certain way and that will affect their mindset. So there are actions that a person can do to help create this mindset, to help try and do mitzvot l'shem shamayim. And this is what we call hachana, his boninus. A person should prepare themselves for a mitzvah. Right? A person should try not to just jump into a mitzvah, right? Even, you know, sometimes you're, you're uh, you know, a little time bound or whatever, fine. But if you're trying to acquire this midah, so prepare for a few moments. So valuable, right? So valuable, right? We get the three steps forward and the three steps back by Shmon Esrei that we're, we all do by rote. Really, the next time you daven, takes three steps back. What are you doing? You're taking three steps away from what you've been thinking about the entire day. And then you take three steps forward when you approach a Baruch Hu. Just that mindset, just those thinking about that for two seconds before you dive, it makes your davening completely different. Right? We're trying to back away from what we've been thinking about but until now, clear your mind, and step forward towards a Kosh Baruch Hu. Right? You can't compare, similarly, you can't compare Rosh Hashanah, we just had Rosh Hashanah. You can't compare Rosh Hashanah, just showing up to Rosh Hashanah with prepping for Rosh Hashanah for a month or even a day. Right? Same for the Seder or for the Megillah. Or whatever, right? It's obviously better to do the mitzvah if you're with, than not, but we're talking high levels here, and with preparation, a person can really come to do the mitzvah with the proper intentions and the pro- proper kavana. That's what the Hasidim are showing him. The Gemara says in Barakos, right in the, in the third paragraph. Fast, crazy Gemara. Uh, I think it's crazy because I know how much I prepare for davening. It says that the Hasidim are showing him used to prepare for davening for an hour. An hour. <clears throat> what do they do for an hour? So what they did was they got everything they were thinking about out of their minds. And they brought things into their minds, right? They prepared, they thought about a Kosh Baruch Hu, and they prepared for the mitzvah, right? As uh, right? to prepare their hearts for a Kosh Baruch Hu. Now, just to finish up, so that's preparing for both different, that's 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 the two types of hachanos uh, that we can do, preparing for mitzvahs, and also thinking about the, the physical world and realizing how silly it is, right? and therefore when we eat, do our physical actions, eating, sleeping, etc., we can do that on the Shem Shemayim. We can think about a Kosh Baruch because the physical pleasures in this world are not really uh, worth anything. So now they're just the Ramchal just finishes off with the things that can stop us from acquiring this Midah, from this Midah of 
uh, I guess, purifying our thoughts when we do mitzvahs and when we do other actions. <coughs> Again, these are these are obvious, right? The things that might cause a person to lose out of these midah is, is lacking anything that we've been talking about, right? Either being too involved in the physical world or running towards kavod or not preparing properly, right? Again, as he says before, he, he writes very uh, poetically, but, uh, you know, the, the this world has, you know, its seductions and, and it sways a person towards other ideals, uh, you know, it, the physical is seductive, but it can ruin your life, right? It, again, it's found in Kriyashma. Again, we say, don't stray after your eyes. Right? Don't stray after your hearts. Right? We know that stuff. We know that that's true. Right? We think of, of you know, the phrase Zenus usually refers to physical relationships, but Zenus can also be in the realm of thoughts and desires and, uh, and, and, you know, longings in our heart. So don't stray after that stuff. Don't get swayed and seduct and seduced by, you know, the, the physical and, you know, Gashmish dick culture that we're surrounded ourselves with. Right, again, that anything that takes your GPS and kind of make, makes it go haywire right, and interferes with the ways or whatever you're using to get to the destination you had in mind, right, which is Dveikos Bashem, right, anything that interferes with that right, drags you off course right, is, uh, is, is going to mess you over. Right? All that is just you know, bubbles of fantasy and imagination, and, and you just got to do your best you can to prick it with a pen and, and blow it up like a, like a balloon. Right? There's nothing really there. Right, and all these uh, physical things that we're trying to trying to accomplish. So again, just uh, just to to think about you know a, a, in terms of like two quick uh, bottom lines over here, um, right? That the person should try to prepare themselves to do mitzvahs. Right, the next time you do mitzvah, the, easy, the easiest one to do is davening, because we're preparing anyway. Right, all psukah zimra is preparation. Um, and also, like I said before, they're taking three steps forward, three steps back. That's also preparing for shmona esrei. Um, uh, and the Ramchal says, you know, any lack of preparing yourself and thinking just causes a person to go with the flow, and, and you know, without you getting swept up in the river of life, without throwing out the anchor to say, hey, where's this thing going? Right, a person should should do that. And that's what he's basically saying at the last paragraph or so here. Um, and uh, and if we do, if we think, if we prepare, and we take a step back with all the stuff that we've been talking about, right? The the more you time you spend actually prepping and thinking and not just going with the flow uh the better off you'll be right and the more you'll be able to accomplish right on this path of the just all right uh good to learn it was great to do that again with you guys uh, and thursday we'll do parsha's lech lecha uh and then next week i have no idea what my schedule will be i mean i know what my schedule will be but i'm not sure if i'll be able to record uh shirim in terms of live shirim i have no idea uh but we'll definitely be in touch um it's great great to see you guys